everybody. Take two. We watch Shudder. Oh, man. This is what I get for <laughs> deciding, hey, I can watch the movie early today. We can record the episode early. And then everything is technical difficulties. <laughs> this is the second time we started this episode, guys. I should probably tell you why we're here. Why are we here? Uh, to watch Shudder. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. We watch we Shudder. Watch that's Shudder. The, we do. Uh, we watch Shudder, and then we talk about Shudder. My name is JD. Who's here with me? It's Michelle with all it's... the technical difficulties. Yeah. This, uh, never, <laughs> ever, ever again will we record in the middle of the day. Clearly, that's what went wrong here. I think uh, so. You're so a nice like, like we do, we talk about new uh, original and exclusive releases from Shudder, the uh, horror and horror-adjacent streaming service. Today we're talking about one that I believe is also out in some theaters. It is a sequel. It is called The Reef Stocked. Michelle, you've never seen The Reef pre-stocked, right? Yeah, I've only seen The Reef when it was being stocked. We agreed not to watch the first right. movie. Um, and so we just watched the sequel. Right, uh, so I've, 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 Michelle yeah. has never seen The Reef. I have never seen The Reef. We have only seen The Reef Stocked. Uh, like we do, I'm going to read you the, uh, uh, Michelle, how do your levels look? Are we going to have to do this again? <laughs> uh, my levels look good. Okay, I'm, awesome. I'm hopeful. I'm feeling very confident. <laughs> I'm very positive. Uh, that this will at least be recorded. Real, real <laughs> professional show, guys. I'm, oh, glad you, I'm glad you're here with us. Uh, the Reef Stocked, as we do, I'm going to read you the, the uh, summary directly from the Shutter website. It says, in an effort to heal after witnessing her sister's horrific murder, Nick, her younger sister Annie, and two close friends travel to a remote Pacific island for a kayaking and diving adventure. Only two hours into their expedition, the women are stalked and then attacked by a great white shark. To survive, the women will need to band together, and Nick will have to overcome her post-traumatic stress, face her fears, and slay a monster. A Shudder exclusive, Michelle... Yeah. Spoiler-free thoughts. Hit us with your quick opinions on this one. The Reef Stocked. Uh, well, um, since we agreed not to watch the original movie, I feel like we missed a lot because I want to know what they did to piss the shark off so much. Uh, <laughs> clearly, this shark had a vendetta, and nothing in this movie explains why. Um, so they apparently did something uh, to really, really anger this shark. Um, I don't want to victim blame but I am going to. Um, I. It seems like these people wanted to be killed. They made all the wrong decisions. Nothing in this movie really made sense. But I did like occasionally they put in some shots from National Geographic of sharks just swimming around being sharks. And for that, I will give them a 1.5 skulls out of five skulls. And that half skull is purely because I like sharks and I'm glad they gave me some footage of one. Yeah, so uh, the reef stocked. Uh, there's Michelle's spoiler-free thoughts, and yep. uh, mine are not all that different. Uh, the reef <laughs> stocked, aka Jaws '85. Uh, it's uh, look, it's a shark movie. Uh, that's really all you need. There's there's one of two shark movies. There's either the serious shark movie or the ridiculous shark movie. This is not the ridiculous shark movie, and therefore it has virtually nothing that I was even remotely prepared to care about. Uh, I'm going one and a half skulls as well. That's really all Perfect. I have to say about it. That's not spoiler free uh, yeah. because, uh, I don't know, sharks just, uh, we'll talk more about why, but the whole shark thing, like I feel like once we had Jaws, that was all we needed. 
and yet here we are in 2022 and we're still making shark movies and then uh, we're making sequels to shark movies right exactly <laughs> and uh well we'll talk more about it here if you want to go see the reef stalked before we rip it apart here in detail now is when you're going to want to do that hit that pause button right now uh Ooh. so michelle yeah um mm -hmm. here's the very first like Tell me just in general, how do you usually feel about a shark movie? I am fine with a shark movie uh, in concept. Um, it is very rarely executed, but it is usually done in the form of Sharknado or something along those lines where they're like, right. isn't this silly? Because there's a really easy way to not get eaten by a shark, and that's to not go in the water Don't with a shark. Don't go in the fucking water! And yes! people in this movie, they're like, we're out of the water, we're safe. Maybe we should go back into the water for a while. Constantly. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of my outlook on shark movies in general. Like, obviously, oh. Jaws was a big deal, and it's a great movie, and I, I enjoyed it. Uh, but more so than, first of all, uh, like, I don't understand what's so scary about sharks, because as you so lucidly pointed out, sharks are really, in the grand scheme of things, one of the least threatening things you could ever put in a movie, because the ultimate solution, like, are you afraid of being eaten by a shark? Well, don't go where the sharks are. Yeah, exactly. Like, the sharks Very can't simple. come to you. I don't know if you knew that. The sharks cannot come to you. You have to go to where the sharks are. So that just affects my, my opinion and thoughts on this movie uh, in general. Uh, this movie also, uh, frankly, uh, I don't even know why this movie was on Shudder. Was this a horror movie? Was this a suspenseful movie? I don't know. <sighs> well, uh, I do have to say that there is one part that did make me actually jump and then Was laugh. it the torpedo shark? <laughs> oh, no, that part I just laughed and was upset about. Uh, but the first time that the, the shark leaps and, like, bites the front of the boat, the first time that yeah. happens, and then they immediately, like, actually used footage of a real shark that looked good and made me go, like, did they actually get a real shark to bite a boat? Of because it not. happened so quickly, but I was like, oh, and it actually like scared me. And that is why I got to have a skull. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that with the exception of some, uh, some strong language, uh, like I'm pretty sure that's all you'd have to, uh, to edit on this movie. And you could very easily show the entire thing on basic cable, maybe even like broadcast network in prime time. Again, just changing. <laughs> yeah, just changing some of the language. Like it's it's barely. I mean, even as shark movies go, it's it's barely violent or bloody or gory. Uh, it's barely suspenseful. And again, it's yeah. it's a fucking shark movie. There's only so much you could have ever done with a shark movie, and we've already done all of it a jillion times. Mm -hmm. If we were talking, like you said, about a movie like. Like a, there's two, there's the serious shark movie like the Reef Stocked, which is a big mistake, and then there's the ridiculous shark movie. You've got your Sharknados, and your Mega Shark, and your uh -huh. Mecha Shark, and all the like sand sharks. Oh no, now the shark can come out of the water onto the land. Okay, now I'm in for this. Let's see what's <laughs> going on here. Yep. But uh, yeah, an absurd, ridiculous shark movie. I get, uh, but there's just nothing about this whatsoever that like I'll be totally honest with you. I barely paid attention to the last 20 to 30 minutes of this movie. I got up and started doing basic cleanup chores in my in my house. 
because I was so completely disconnected from it. I had no concern whatsoever for anything that was happening here. I didn't care a single bit about any of these people. There was nothing involving about the movie at all. I didn't even care for the, like, you can't even say there was, like, some cool photography because even the photography of the reef and the islands was sort of boring and uninvolving. It just, and then, like, again, the torpedo shark. Holy shit. Michelle, how did you <laughs> react to torpedo shark? I, <clears throat> I think that I wanted to laugh, but I was just <laughs> so upset at right. that point. <laughs> I'd watched so much of this movie and it was just like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was more uh, like upset that they did that to us. Right. So if you haven't actually watched the movie, there's one scene in particular <laughs> where uh, for, by and large, the shark's behavior at least seems consistent with what I know about shark behavior from shark movies. I don't know shit about real sharks or how they behave. Uh, and it's doing its thing. Some of the inserts and the way they uh, they put uh, the shark footage and the people footage together is really obvious and cheap and, and kind of... Uh -huh. uh, but everything seems mostly, at least, you understand what they're doing. And then there's just one point out of the blue where all of a sudden the shark is like three times as fast as it's ever been. And it just torpedoes itself nose first into their boat. And it's the like I guess I, I and I did laugh I did chuckle out loud a bit, but ultimately I was frustrated because I was like, man, if this whole fucking movie had just been torpedo shark, if it had been Sharkpedo, I would yep. this would have been my kind of movie, and I could have at least laughed and had fun. And then on top of all the oh god, we've seen it a zillion times shark movie shit that's going on here. There's also this real, what I felt was a real sort of lame put on attempt at like a larger context story in the, in the drama. Uh, I didn't buy any of it. How about you? How, did any of that register with you at all? Um, so this, this movie really upset me. So I typed up like four pages of notes while watching oh, it. Oh, do tell, do tell. I'm uh, kind of just rambling here about how no, much I hated no. this movie. I, I'm saying like a lot of it is like, comments like oh i'm glad that they reminded us that her sister died because i keep forgetting she ever existed yeah um she like your sister was drowned and now you're afraid to go into the ocean right um, also the, <laughs> the description of the movie says she witnessed her sister's murder no she didn't uh she, she witnessed she, the murder scene right I she guess. found her sister's corpse in the bathtub but she didn't witness the murder they also, uh, this movie takes place in Australia, where everything is trying to kill you all the time. Mm -hmm. She has no situational awareness. You already None. think that your sister is in a bad relationship. You go there, the husband or partner of whatever, of the sister, is, uh, he has a bit of blood on his face and he says, like, she made me do it or whatever and mm -hmm. you don't leave at that point because you're like oh everybody's trying to kill me at all times because i'm in australia including this man who i'm already uncomfortable around and then she has the same situation with the shark where the shark's like bitch get out of the water and she's like no i think i'll stay <laughs> right, i i wanted a, a stocked movie where she had dated the shark and things went horribly wrong <laughs> and now that the shark won't stop calling her in the middle of the night and just letting his shark breath play over the phone and she's like oh no it's henry again oh, i wanted that, that movie 
That would have been so much better. I for sure would have been into that for <sighs> sure. I just want um, a shark romance. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. It just, I don't, I, I'm curious to know how this movie connects with the original film, if at all. Uh, mm-hmm. because it's, it, it's so like, I don't know. I like, I find myself wondering if maybe the girl who gets killed at the beginning is sort of a holdover character from the original. Uh, and that's like a loose connection and that's all there is to, I don't know. It clearly you know. wanted so much to be like, Oh, a metaphor for violence against women. And I'm not against that sort of thing in, uh, in theory, but like, it felt so put on here, like, oh, for no reason at all, there's that moment where they just happen to talk about how, oh, they call the shark the man in the gray suit, and it's like, <laughs> oh, parallels between the man who killed the woman and the shark who killed the woman. Oh, I get it. It's, uh, it, just, it felt so forced and put on. I, I think mm-hmm. it could have been... Uh, it could have been done successfully, but it was not done successfully here at all. Uh, a big thing is, I think, I got this vibe like it was trying to be about female empowerment and being strong. And, like, the younger sister being like, I'm so strong, look at me. And, right. like, after she's in shock and then immediately snaps out of it and is just, like, super powered, ready to fight this shark with her bare fists. Um, but I got that vibe and it was just, like, this movie was saying that all men suck because women are on the island and they're like, our husbands left us. We don't even have ways to contact anybody in the case of an emergency. Like my daughter gets bitten by a shark. We didn't think of a contingency plan. And then the man at the beginning uh, kills the lady. And then there's no other men in this movie except the shark. And clearly he's bad. Um, I'm assuming that the shark is a dude and that my dating romance is what happened in the first movie and that this is a holdover (laughs) from it. I'm really, really hoping that the reef is about like their first date Um, and it's at a restaurant called the reef. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fun. I want to see this series now where there's (laughs) the first movie is she meets and dates a shark and then it goes bad. And then the second movie Mm -hmm. is like, she's being stalked by the shark. You may be on to something here, Michelle. I think you need to start writing a script immediately. Yep. Uh, The third movie, it's going to be called The Reef. It's finished. Finished. And it'll be the last in the series. I I think we all... I should probably stop at two movies. We all all caught what you were doing there with the finished. It's finished. Oh, God. Do you get it? So... I am really sad that when they looked at the very small boat, somebody didn't say you're going to need a bigger boat because that would have given me a quarter more spells to my score. I mean, they took everything else from Jaws. They might as well have taken the dialogue as well. Upsetting. I was so upset about this movie. Yeah, it was just, uh, uh, I I, look, uh, the only way I could possibly see uh, that this is worth your time is if you happen to be that person who is uh, profoundly obsessed with shark movies. Uh, and has to see literally every single shark movie, well, then obviously you're going to give 92 minutes to the reef stocked. But I can't uh, imagine any situation where I would suggest that this would be a movie worth watching. Yeah, I did look at the credits very intensely because I was hoping to find out what the name of the shark was because clearly there was some live-action shark footage. I was hoping they would have included the shark in the cast like they sometimes do, like as a fun, like if somebody has a dog, they're like, oh. His, his name uh, is Sharpedo. 
<laughs> Sharpedo. That was an improv scene. Um, but <laughs> in the cast, there is no shark listed, but there is motorcycle rider. And I don't remember a single motorcycle in this movie. <laughs> I don't either. Now that I There's think only about it. 12 people in the cast or something along um, that. I went to IMDb rider. to verify, and the only people listed are the four women who are like the core group after the sister dies and then the guy who killed the sister the sister isn't listed on imdb the island women and their children aren't listed on imdb the shark isn't listed on imdb and neither is motorcycle rider steven daddo <laughs> and i have a lot of questions i'm gonna have to rewatch it you keep an eye out the for the motorcycle the mo- rider yeah, this is the most interesting thing about the reef stocked is Wait, yeah where was the motorcycle rider i know i hope it was another shark oh maybe the shark was the motorcycle rider in the first movie and the shark's name is steven daddow that is his credit uh, and we just don't know because this is the sequel we ruined it might, for ourselves you might be on to something so, i'm gonna go uh, watch the first one i am I, I'm, I'm sure you can tell by our utterly tepid tone that man we were we really picked a good movie to force ourselves to watch early and then review early to get one out to uh, the audience in the middle of the day on a Friday. Man, what was I that woke thinking? up at 6 a.m. for Motorcycle Rider Shark Stephen Daddow. Unreal. Yeah, so that's the reef stocked, guys. Yeah, uh, it's a yeah. relief that it's over. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> oh, man. No, even yep. that even that was better than the reef stock. Yeah. Thank I was, you. I had to stop High and think for a moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, beyond Whew. that, uh, a couple of weeks back, we also watched a, a movie called Good Madam uh, that uh, if you listen to that episode, uh, you will remember left us with some uh, some questions and some lingering thoughts uh, about uh, what uh, might be going on in the movie and like how much. Uh, really was as uncomfortable as it plays and for what reasons and uh, uh, how much of it is, like how much of our reaction was informed by our lack of awareness. It's The movie's about uh, post-apartheid South Africa and race relations going on in that era. And so we decided we were going to do a little looking into it and come back and see if the movie really was as potentially problematic as we felt it might be, or if there were just some things happening there that we weren't uh, aware of or, or privy to. Uh, Michelle, uh, what did you find out about Good Madam? How did you, uh, how did your exploration of things on this film go uh, so far as finding out more about what you hoped to know? Uh, so I read a lot of articles from people in the movie, um, and I didn't find it, anything which doesn't say that's not out there but i didn't find anything where a cast member or a member of the production team or anybody felt that they didn't like it um i did find a lot of people who had seen the movie and didn't like it and felt like there were some problematic elements to it which we Mm -hmm. really discussed in good madam a lot um but the people involved didn't state that publicly as far as i could find and there was even a co-writer uh so for people who haven't listened the big controversy was that this was a directed partially written and uh camera worked whatever about cinema photographed by photographed okay yes uh photographed by a white woman and it was about black themes and so we were concerned about that but it also wasn't a great movie so we wanted to do some research and just look into it a little bit so i just found very middling 
Yeah, and and I uh, uh, again, sort of the same w- was my experience. I uh, uh, this was clearly a collaborative effort from a writing perspective of uh, of uh, her name Jenna uh, uh, Jenna Cato Bass, I believe was the name. Yes, Cato uh, yep. Bass. The last uh, I don't remember. I know it's a J name. Anyway, I think uh, it's Jenna. Uh, yeah, she was the director and cinematographer. She also co-wrote the movie. Uh, and I'm not even uh, going to attempt to pronounce the other name from memory, but I'm going to bring it up here because I want to be respectful of that lady. But she co-wrote it uh, with uh, uh, a South African uh, lady of color. Uh, And one thing I did want to point out is, as it turns out, uh, the one thing uh, that I observed that was correct is, yes, the reason there are like 12 people listed as writers on this film is because it was, in fact, highly improvised. Uh, they started with a, uh, a scene breakdown of everything they wanted to like happen in the scene, a structure that was, it was playing out. But a lot of the dialogue, a lot of the interaction was very improvised, and thus they gave uh, everybody in the, the cast uh, some credit there uh, on uh, uh, the, the writing of the, of the film. And, of course, the shutter listing doesn't tell me who the other writer was. Thanks, Shudder. Let's find I, out. I was going to say, I can get you the name. I appreciate it. Uh, but I guess ultimately yeah. the conclusion I came to after reading uh, some insights from both writers and interviews where they were... I do uh, have the name. Sorry. Well, what is the I, name? I, I'm i so sorry if I mispronounce it. I'm trying my hardest. Babalwa uh, Bartman. Okay. Babalwa uh, Bartman. Okay, and and so what I, I came to is that uh, I I think a certain amount of uh, or like definitely a certain amount of my reaction to the film uh, is uh, perhaps informed by an American perspective and the way things are happening in our culture right now. Uh, it definitely seems from what I read that it was very much a collaborative process between those two from a writing perspective. There are definitely uh, some some perspectives from people of color going on here. Again, I, I, I'm curious what we might be seeing subconsciously maybe in some of the cinematography, uh, as has been pointed out by a lot of critics. Like, like you, we, I remember the very first review we both talked about on that original episode uh, discussed a decent amount of, uh, of troubling photography. And again, I... I get the feeling more so now that maybe that experience was intentional uh, and that maybe just because of the particular perspective we're coming from with American culture and the way those things are being addressed right now uh, maybe uh, is just a little bit uh, unpalatable for people from that particular perspective, which is totally valid, of course. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is I still don't necessarily understand where the movie is coming from or what it's trying to say, uh, but I, I feel a little bit more comfortable about the fact that it's it's at least not as intentionally or uh, overtly problematic as it felt like it might be. Yep, I agree. I think is kind of what, <laughs> I'm, what I'm trying to say there. Uh, I do very much, uh, interestingly, kind of want to go back and watch it again now after having read some of the things I've read because I feel like uh, I did learn a, a decent amount about uh, post-apartheid uh, racial relations in South Africa, in particular as it applies to these sort of domestic assistance situations. 
uh, apparently uh, there is uh, quite a bit of uh, apartheid gone in name only, and things are still as oh, you know, as it is, of course, everywhere, and has it as as it has been in America since like yeah, the Civil War was a hundred and some odd years ago, and you know we. We had the civil rights movement 50, 60 years ago, and it's still a nightmare struggle every single day. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's uh, uh, definitely an interesting perspective. Uh, you know, not everybody's going to appreciate where things are coming from all the time. I've definitely uh, sung the praises of movies that other people have been real troubled by how they presented things. But uh, like the sadness. Yeah, I still love that uh, movie. I oh, love that, that movie. movie. <laughs> I, I, it's look, it's. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm, well, believe me, I contend with my own opinions on that movie on a semi-regular <laughs> basis, but oh man, yep. was it a good time. It's, oh, oh it's, whew, it's, it's, uh, I do have to say that it, it is something that, um, as horror fans, and especially like people who love horror, you do often have to be like, this is problematic, and I know that, and it's in intentionally problematic and i feel conflicted but i also think that's yeah. partially usually the horror experience where you're supposed to feel conflicted and horrified by what you're seeing i think it's more interesting when these issues are more in the making part of it like how oh, sure. much was problematic from a real life standpoint instead of people you know living in this fantasy world that was created for the sake of entertainment and i do like having these deeper discussions and learning oh, yeah. about that. Aspect yeah. And that's, uh, interestingly, it's, it's something that, uh, that Scott and I discussed recently on, on my other podcast, all screens, great and small, uh, just something where like, it's not a massive part of the conversation right now. And I understand why it's not. And now is not the time for it in the overall conversation in, in our culture in general. Uh, but an important thing that we are going to have to talk about at some point is, the importance and value of intent, uh, uh -huh. you know, uh, you know, from both directions, as I said on that show, you know, uh, just because you were offended doesn't mean somebody intended to offend, but also just because you didn't intend to offend doesn't mean people weren't horrifically offended, you know, and, uh -huh. and that just how that needs to at some point be uh, a part of the conversation. But yeah, I think that's, um, there, there are absolutely things in movies that I have seen that uh, are movies that I love, but are movies that I have to immediately say, oh man, this is not something everybody should watch. This uh -huh. is something that is definitely problematic on a number of levels. Uh, but yeah, being open to those conversations is exactly what I, I hope uh, we're able to do. And I think you can find the ones where as as we ultimately did here with with good madam you know movies where they at least push that envelope enough that it forces you to be like oh i actually need to learn something here like whether or not the movie itself was very successful and i still agree i wasn't terribly taken with it by a, a, as just a movie in general but it did at least push forward that thought that like oh here's a gap in my knowledge and awareness that i should probably fill up a little bit and I definitely give it credit for that. Uh, to circle it back, um, I think that in a few weeks we should come back and talk about what we have learned about sharks um, after watching <laughs> the reef stock and see if uh, I just want to come back with some shark facts because I like sharks. I sharks. <laughs> we talk about uh, which is also my way of adding levity to uh, what is a very serious topic so that we end yeah. on a note that people are like, oh, 
you yeah. know because we're just one, silly people. That's what we. <laughs> that's what we do on We Watch Shutter. One week we're going to be talking about race relations in post-apartheid South Africa, and the next week we're going to be talking about dating sharks. Yeah, because you that's... and I are very. Um, what's the word that I'm looking for? We're like cultured. Like, well, no, we just like to be informed and educated, and sometimes like we get in our heads a lot about that, and then it comes oh, yeah. out on this show where we're like. We're talking about just absurd horror, and then we um, get a little uh, in our own heads about it. I love <laughs> or at least I do. I think for a long time after our episodes about, like, different Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, there's definitely things to really dissect. And Well, so yeah. this has been another wonderful <laughs> therapy session. And we yeah. watch Shudder for Michelle and JD. Thank you for being our armchair therapist, guys. Yeah, I'll be curious if anybody actually liked hearing this part of the discussion because if this is your first episode that you listen to which i just told a lot of my coworkers about this show <laughs> and if this is what you started with uh i'm sorry or you're welcome depending I think, on i think the more important question michelle is we're like <laughs> 21 episodes deep why are you just telling your coworkers about the podcast uh, because I have to preface everything I say with, I am a very different person, different person at <laughs> no, work. I, believe me, we are people, different people. There are people. Yeah, there are people in my life who still don't know this exists and they will never. Know. Yeah, there are a lot of things. Do not Google me by my maiden name, uh, coworkers, which they will definitely go do now. But then they're going to find the tuba player from the Fargo Orchestra, who is not me, um, and all of the things that she has done. Because oh, there's a person fantastic. with my same name. Uh, I've gotten her invoices for Dog Poop Group before, which was very oh, awkward. <laughs> fun, fun. All right, so what it's are we hard. talking about next week, Michelle? You always do this to me. I do. But we are, I was ready this time. It's <laughs> what Josiah saw. What, what did he see? What Josiah saw. Did he uh, see Saw, the movie, so then he could say he saw Saw? I figure it, uh, it I, immediately. I wish it was what Josiah sawed, like because ah. that just sounds weird, and people would be like, "That's not the way you're supposed to say it," and be like, "It is if you're talking about what he sawed off with a great big hacksaw." Wow, you know, that maybe. that's true. I'm when I write my shark series that will make me famous. <laughs> um, I will definitely come to you for some of the ideas of places that i am stuck at when uh we crowdsource and find out that people don't like it's finished as the last movie <laughs> title oh gosh yeah uh, I, I'm, I'm telling you the shark the the the, the shark romance you're on to something here make it happen i Michelle. i think i am i just need to find some sharks and a camera and i'm ready <laughs> stacy you can't fall in love with him can't you see that's not a dude that's three sharks in a trench coat but I love him so much. Oh, so it's also a, a polyamorous relationship. Wait, so if it's three sharks in a trench coat, which one is she dating? And that's a them. whole other aspect. Yeah, where people have to accept that not only is she dating a shark, but she is dating three sharks. Oh, we've definitely gone off the rails completely. Say good bit. night. Say good afternoon, Michelle. Good afternoon, Michelle. <laughs>